I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Your world is a result of what drives you. You achieve success and fulfillment when your want and your why are in alignment. That's what creates authentic drive. And when you aren't tapped into your inner drive, it's really difficult to get what you want out of life. This is what drives you. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most influential change makers to uncover what truly drives them. I extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive. So you can wake up every day to your authentic driven and inspired life. In this episode, we continue our series on mindset, specifically a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and how those of us who believe we have a growth mindset, which I think is myself and Tom Ziegler in front of me here and the whole audience, we believe that we have a growth mindset. Yet, as we are finding out, we often sabotage it with a fixed mindset still. So I kicked off this series with Stanford trained mindset expert, Eduardo Brissinho. Uh, author of The Performance Paradox, Turning the Power of Mindset into Action. He's co-founder of Mindset Works with renowned Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck. Uh, you can find Eduardo, by the way, at Brasenio. That's B-R-I-C-E-N-O.com. Here now, though, I am with Tom Ziegler, my dear friend and CEO of Ziegler Inc., where this podcast itself started. Tom is son of Zig Ziegler. And as Ziegler is one of the premier purveyors of a growth mindset on planet earth, there's no one more insightful on the opportunity and the challenges of a growth mindset than you, Tom Ziegler. Uh, thanks for, thanks for being here with me, man. I'm eager to talk about this topic with you. hundred percent, Kevin. And you know what? I'm excited about the, what drives you title for the podcast. Uh, I was just doing a history hour. The Ziegler Show podcast has been in existence for what, 13 or 14, maybe 15 years. Yeah. And originally it was the Inspire podcast, What Inspires yep. You. And then we said, no, let's go with the Ziegler Show. And then we said, no, let's look at self-helpful because that's really going to reach a uh, younger audience. And then what drives you is back to kind of what inspires you, right? It's mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really, really digging it. And uh, I, I'm looking at the book behind you. What drives you see you at the top, man. That's a good resonance right there. <laughs> uh, well, thanks brother. I, you know, Tom, I mean, speaking of Ziggler, I mean, Carol Dweck gets a lot of credit as, you know, a researcher of growth mindset, but in reality and my experience and the experience of hundreds of millions of people, Ziggler has been the entry point to that. I mean, that's the heart of you guys is a growth 
mindset versus a fixed and helping expand ourselves to that. And that's really what I wanted to focus on today. I mean, I think it's easy for us to hear. I mean, we all want to think, of course, I have a growth mindset. Fixed mindset sounds so narrow and uh, you know confined. And of course, I have a growth mindset to which I would say, I mean, nobody's listened to this show if they don't have a propensity towards a growth mindset. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Uh, you wouldn't be reading anything from Ziegler or tuning into you know, Ziegler at, at all. So by proxy, you've got some, but it's that aspect of how we still tend to get caught up in these areas of having a fixed mindset, e even the aspect of like feedback, you know, constructive criticism that those are hallmarks of a growth mindset. And so here I am, Kevin Miller, host of the what drives you podcast of course i'm growth minded man there's some times when i'm not looking for feedback you know i kind of i kind of want support i want support for what i'm doing i don't want constructive criticism i want affirmations and I, you know i almost wish i had like this little red flag that would go off in front of me going uh, kevin eh, eh, that's it's a fixed mindset but dude how many times did that go off per day and again this is your life as you're speaking in front of a zillion people and you're coaching executive uh, clients and whatnot is we think this, but we often belie that, sabotage that. How would you put it? Yeah. Or we don't um, understand it and apply it um, evenly across every area of our life. I think for me, that's the big challenge. That's you know, when I first read uh, Carol Dweck and the studies and it kind of became like, a, in our industry at least, just a phenomenon, right? What I loved yeah. about it was, wow, here's all the research that validates what dad's been saying for five decades. Absolutely. You know, it's like, yeah, I love that. Uh, and so my nerd brain was just going off and, and really loving it. Uh, but I'll just I'll just go straight to the to the growth mindset issue that we get with our with the with the people we do business with, whether it's a corporate client or whether it's, you know, we have all these coaches that we equip and certify to go out and coach around Ziggler content or whether it's somebody we're actually coaching. We like to start off with, hey, what's your why? What's your purpose? What is uh, which is another way of saying, hey, what what drives you? You know, what is what it drives? that? Yeah. What, what takes you to that next level? And a lot of people have a hard time getting their arms around it because they've either never been asked that or they get a nervous, like, what if I get it wrong? Like, what if I say, well, I think I'm supposed to do this. And then they discover like, two years later, no, they were supposed to do that. And so we make that question that's a why question. And I have a phrase that I love, and that is this, what, the word what takes the weird out of why. Okay. So, so Kevin, if I say, uh, hey, Kevin, what's your why? You know, it's like, whoa, defensive, you know, whoa, what if I get it wrong? <laughs> whoa, yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> and so that's a really hard question to digest unless you've got a relationship with trust as a foundation already kind of in place. But if I say, Kevin, what does success look like to you? Well, that's not as like intrusive. Oh, well, I, you know, success looks like this and this and this, but this is where we really tap into uh, growth mindset. And if that's going to be a challenge is I can say, Kevin, what, what does success look like to you in your mental life, in your mindset? What, what does success look like to you in your physical life? What does success look like to you in your spiritual life? And so now we're going around the seven spokes on the wheel that we're talking about at Ziegler, mental, spiritual, physical, family, personal, financial, and career. And if I say, what does success look like to you in each of those areas? Well, if somebody says, yeah, in this area, you know, on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a four. Well, they might have a growth mindset in their physical life, right? Like they might be like all in for, hey, what's the best food I can eat? What's the best exercise I can have? How can I maximize my sleep? How can I handle stress to the ultimate level? Always learning, always knowing they can be a little bit weller tomorrow than they are today is Dr. James says, right? right? But you go to the financial spoke and they're like a four. 
out of 10 and you're like, well, what's going on there? And they're like, yeah, I don't really go there. <laughs> well, why? Well, I'm just not very good at it. And so they, they got a growth mindset on, on the physical, but you go to financial, they got a fixed mindset. I'm not good at that. I'm stuck here. You know, I'm just, I'm going to abdicate that responsibility to somebody else. Right. I'm, you know, I'm hoping and praying that my plan's going to work, but I don't really know, but it doesn't really matter because even if I tried, nothing good's going to happen anyway. And, and so what we found is that when we asked people, Hey, what, what does success look like for you in each of these areas? the more clarity they have and the more track record or progress they've exhibited, they probably got a decent growth mindset there, but the less clarity they have in an area, the less of a track record they can point to or progress they can point to. That's a fixed mindset. That's, yeah. they're just like, yeah, uh, this isn't me, this isn't my skill. I've outsourced it to, you know, my financial advisor, my spouse, um, you know, the 401k manager who I've never met, whatever the deal is. Right. Okay. So I, what I hear from that is, and I don't know that we brought this out, that I brought this out talking with Eduardo. Um, we might've touched on belief, but what you, you said that in a way of here I am with a conceptually a growth mindset which I would say that, again, I would, I would want to claim that for myself. And I think I do to a degree. And we, we should probably say that. I mean, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Are you one or the other? And let's, let's put that off the table and say it's a spectrum. We're all on the spectrum. Fixed mindset's over here. We're not that. We're also not 100% growth mindset. So we're somewhere in the middle or having towards one or the other. And, okay, so let's say that first. Then next, let's go to what you said. Let's put that, am I fixed or growth mindset? Because I think we do this with everything. We want to say we are, or we aren't, or we're for, you know, further to one side or further to the other, and then relate that to us overall. I am this person overall. But what you pointed out is I think key and foundational. And I don't think we brought it up in the series yet is that you may be very growth mindset, setted, you know, have a growth mindset in an area like health and wellness. You know, so going through the Ziegler wheel of life, which guys we talk about constantly, that is the uh, structure of my book, what drives you is going through those same areas and doing an audit here. So you may say health and wellness, man, I'm growth mindset. I'm, I'm open to different ideas. I'm open to getting feedback, getting to critique. Uh, I'm not stuck in anything and I'm growing and it's working for me. It's good. I got, you know, I'm getting good traction there. So I'm a, you know, like you said, I'm a, I'm a 10 or a nine or whatever. Now over here, let's say finances, which you just talked about, I may not have, I may be way over here on a fixed mindset for one. So that's, that's one point there. Well, let's just stick there. And then I'll come to my other point that you brought, that you brought up, but just that, that, uh, give me your thoughts on that, that, yeah, we, t our tendency to label ourselves, think of ourselves in this capacity, growth versus fixed as this is who we are overall. And what I heard you saying, or one of the points was, okay, we're generally going to find that we're killing it. Knocking out of the park. We're rock star in growth mindset in these areas, particularly with life. And it may be, you know, two areas, three areas, five areas, whatever. Over here, where we're having frustration, not getting results, likely we don't there for some reason. Thoughts? Yeah. You also um, use the word belief. Yes. And here's something that's interesting. I just spoke at a business conference and there was about 40 business owners in the room. And I, did a little presentation on the biggest challenge in business today. It was really mainly to lay a foundation and plant a seed. Then I had them great break into groups of six. So we had about six or seven tables of six people. Uh, and they came up with their top challenge and then they each table presented their challenge and, and then we voted and the problem that these these 40 business owners wanted to address belief really <laughs> belief and, uh, and so the context was we want to grow our business we've got this big mission this 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 thing that our business wants to do and, and we believe we can do it but we can't get our people to buy in they just don't have the belief mm -hmm. in what we're trying to do 
And then one of the uh, examples that I, that I was side conversation was, Hey, we've got this great guy. He's an amazing uh, team member. And we think you'd be fantastic um, uh, as a, as a manager, as a leader, but he refuses to not do the work. His belief is that he's, he does the work. And so, which takes away from his ability to lead, right? Those are two different things. And so he has a fixed mindset for some reason in his mind, uh, leadership is what other people do. Work is what he does. And so the way he envisions being a leader is being the best worker of everybody Mm -hmm. instead of really stepping back and saying, well, if I want to grow as a leader, what are the attributes of a leader? Right. So the first thing that a fixed mindset keeps you from doing is you dismiss the category altogether (laughs) instead of asking these open ended questions. Well, if I did want to progress as a leader, how should I progress? And if you're starting at ground zero at all those things, that's awesome. And guess what? You're probably not going to be very good at all those things when you first do it. And that's awesome, too. And this is you know, maybe this is the ultimate growth mindset quote that, that Zig Ziglar ever said that he didn't realize was a growth mindset. Cause I know he wrote it 40 years ago, maybe 50, the, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you learn to do it well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A growth Keep mindset on. lets you step into that, but people have to buy in or believe that they can learn. And if you have a fixed mindset, that's a foundational core belief that will, okay. that will hold you back. And so you see it all the time and you, you'll see people who are like literal savants in one or two areas of life. And then their whole rest of their life is in disarray. Yeah. Is it because of inattention to those other areas? Yes. What caused the inattention? I think it's a fixed mindset. I, I agree. And I want to, uh, can I bring us back to belief then? Uh, Cause I, I wanted to ask you about that or, or pick, pick in on that, that the belief is so confined, a belief can be so confining. So can we say that uh, what I hear you saying is that's a telltale sign. Look at an area that you're not, look at the Ziggler wheel of life, an area that you're low in, that you're not finding success, fulfillment in and question your beliefs within that. Are you being confined with a belief? But I want to start that question with you. Let's just go to you, Tom Ziegler. You sit in front of so many people as an executive coach every week. I mean, I mean, I know you do in front of audiences, but I want to look at executive coaches where you're really talking with them one-on-one. How often when they are struggling in an area that you're going to say, we're going to say for the context here is a fixed mindset. And it's a result, uh, primarily a result of a belief, let's say a limiting belief. How often is it a limiting belief in the possibility versus a limiting belief just in themselves? Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. 
most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Yeah, the, the limiting belief uh, and the, and what, what the limiting belief does is it makes you say it, every decision is binary. Yeah. I will do this and I will either succeed or I will fail. Okay. Right. Um, and so the problem with that is, is the reality is, let's say you're successful. You probably weren't as successful as you could be. And if you failed, uh, how much did you actually learn? So if your mindset is, you know what, I'm going to learn. No matter what happens, I'm going to learn. I'm going to take this step because it's moving me closer to my purpose, my why, my dream, my goal, what it is I want to accomplish. And if I succeed at a high level or medium level, low level fail, it's okay because I'm going to learn, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to get some feedback and I'm going to see how that is. I was just working with a client and they have uh, a veterinary practice that they work in, uh, husband and wife. The husband is the um, vet and they're frustrated because burnout. The, the vet, he's been working 60 plus hours a week, nights, emergency surgery, weekends. And so their goal is to sell the practice uh, in six months. And if they don't sell the practice, actually nine months, if they don't sell the practice in nine months, they're just going to shut it down. They're going to go retire. It won't be as nice a retirement, but they're going to shut it down. And I said, well, wait a second. What happens says, well, we're in a community that's hard to get to. That's why it's a hard thing to, to find somebody to come in and, and, and buy the practice. Uh, but they're not going to have a vet. And I'm like, so you're telling me you either live the burned out life or you retire to a lesser retirement with a little bit less security and the community has nothing. Let me ask you a question. What if you told the community that you loved working there uh, but you were only going to be able to do it four days a week. And then every month you were going to take a three week vacation. Hmm. Would the community be happier with that than not having you at all? <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a second. And so I think a fixed mindset doesn't allow for options. And the reality is, is there's a million options between continuing to live a burnout life and, you know, letting this thing go and not getting anything out of it. And I think that's that's so that belief that there's only this. And, and so what happens when you get a growth mindset is you unleash the most powerful attribute you have, which is your creativity. And I think that's what makes us unique of all God's creatures, right? Is our ability to be creative, to, to innovate, to do something different or new. And so when you see, and, and this is why I love uh, working with the coaches that we do is because they've elevated into the growth mindset so much that they get to say yes to all the opportunities of life because saying yes to the surprise cruise or the trip around the world or going on a two week camping vacation, 
doesn't mean that they're saying no to all their coaching clients. They're just handling the calls in different locations, maybe at different times, and their business is carrying on. And in the process of delivering that, they're demonstrating to their clients what a growth mindset looks like. Why don't you take ownership of your life? Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you dig into your beliefs and ask yourself, well, what really is possible? And a lot of times, what's holding people back isn't what the, isn't what's possible, but what they believe is possible. Yeah, and their belief is wrong. Okay. Well, you said fixed mindset doesn't allow for options. And I, and I right away thought, yeah, that and we don't see the possibility. So I'm going to overlap this. Our last series was kicked off with Dr. Benjamin Hardy in the book that he wrote with Dan Sullivan, 10 X is easier than two X. So this morning, uh, Tom, you, you mentioned Randy James, Dr. Randy James, who most everybody here knows, cause he does a lot of shows with me. I was sitting with him and two other buddies at Starbucks. We do this every Friday and uh, just doing life together. And we were talking about this. Randy's reading 10 X since I read, it, I got him. He's taking it. He's, he's looking at it and reading it and looked at it. And it, the concept is possibility, you know, it's looking, okay, if we change our mindset, what can be possible here? And one of the primary points that I'm looking at as I pursue it is I need feedback. I need the insight of others, just like your clients used you for to go, okay, Tom, this is what we see. They saw two options, pretty fixed. And you're going, well, what about this option? You could probably brainstorm, you know, other options for them. We just can't see the forest for the trees, especially with our own stuff. And I'm so aware of that. You give me your idea or, or your you know, issue like them, I'm pretty good at brainstorming ideas. Now, you give me my own problem. Well, it's a problem because I don't see it as much. I need help. So to this book, Performance Paradox by Eduardo Brincino, he, a primary point is a growth mindset. We seek feedback and we can accept feedback, which I told you, I sometimes falter on myself. I have in the past, or I do in certain areas. You know, I may have an area that I feel more insecure, threatened with, and I don't seek it out as much as opposed to where I feel secure. Right now in my business, I have never sought more feedback than ever. And I just want to put that out. So you're talking about it from a coaching standpoint. That is an option that we all have. You may not have uh, four guys that you meet with every morning or every Friday like I do. You may not have a Tom Ziegler who I get to talk with whenever I want to and, and, and talk about ideas. Uh, you may not have a mentor. You may not have, we can all go pay for it's an investment coaching. I mean, that is a big reason of why we do it. Help me see outside of what I know. I only know, I mean, back to Randy as a doc, you know, his thing is, man, the most dangerous thing for all of us is we don't know what we don't know. Man, that's, that's so powerful. So getting feedback, I would say, is got to be one of the primary pillars and hallmarks. And, and Eduardo said this in the book of a growth mindset. And when you come to beliefs, let's, let's hit back on that, Tom, because a lot of times beliefs, and I don't want to put that just in a religious category, but the beliefs that we have, we tie our self-identity to. This is a, uh, the message from Andy Norman, the author of Mental Immunity. So often our beliefs get us into trouble when we tie it to our personal identity. And we're really, in my paraphrase, and we're not confident enough to put it out on the table. And let's, let's test it. Let's push it around. Let, let me let you poke at my belief, Tom. If I'm confident in myself and in my beliefs overall, my values, I should be able to, to push around that belief. And we're giving more gravity to that here. When we say that it's likely that any area you are faltering in, not succeeding to the point that the level you want to, you are likely being handicapped by a belief, a fixed mindset. Let's say, can we just say a fixed belief that we need to be willing to get feedback on, be willing to set on the table and question? What do you think, Tom? Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, the, the whole series with Dan Sullivan and uh, Benjamin Hardy, Dr. Hardy is a testimony to growth mindset because yeah. Dan, Dan talks about, he, he, he may, and I don't know if it was in 10 X or who not how, or one of those books, but, but he says that he realized he had all these books to produce and but he's not very good at writing a book. 
And so most people think the only person who can help them write a book is themselves. And so he sought out and connected with Dr. Hardy, who's gifted at the book. I mean, he's like the master. He's He's got a way of... And then Dan said something powerful. He said, when you find somebody who's like gifted in something, don't tell them what to do. Let them run with it. And so in that whole process of growth mindset, he elevated it to what's the end result I want. I want my message to get out that will impact lives for generations to come. That's a higher level of thinking than saying, I want credit for writing a book that may or may not be that great. Yeah. Right. And so, so one of the most powerful things about a growth mindset is, well, this is one of the things we talk about in our, in our leadership training that we do uh, with companies is we say, we call them coach leaders. Coach leaders don't care if it's their idea. What they care about is it going to have the greatest impact. And so a growth mindset allows you to have uh, detachment from ownership of the idea, right? Because your, your commitment, your value set, who you are, what you believe in, what your core beliefs are, are this higher cause or purpose, right? This thing. And so it's, it's and you see this all the time in the corporate world where a company's doing fantastic and then all of a sudden it starts to to go sideways and then starts to deteriorate. And what you discover is, there was a commitment not to this ultimate idea of changing, you know, whatever that company was supposed to change, but to my idea in, in going out there. Well, I learned a long time ago that I might have some great ideas to get started with. Yeah. But it's, it's rubbing up against other people looking at it from different views that make that great idea into an epic idea. And yeah. as long as it has to be my idea, it's going to be limited. But as soon as my belief is, no, it's, you know, the biggest win is going to be how many people's lives can we impact? And it doesn't matter where the ideas come from. Wow. Then that, that allows me to expand um, the intake, right? The feedback, the feedback, uh, one of our, one of our key or one of my uh, really good friends now, uh, I I disappointed. Uh, we we did with an event and, and uh, he he was disappointed in it, and I knew, and so I went back to him and he was right. <laughs> Guess what happened? Our our events got better and our friendship got stronger. Yeah, right. Um, because I wanted to know why he was disappointed. And it was, it was some personal pr frustration, but it was even a bigger frustration because he could see that it wasn't a good thing for the brand, right? And so that was hard, right? So I think part of the reason a growth mindset is hard is because it's a little risky, yeah. right? Because we have to investigate our motive. Um, at this business conference, the, the, um, there was some questions about, well, if, if somebody is, if you're really hoping that people will do something and they're pushing back against you, and, but you know, it's the right thing. How do you know if it's the right thing? And I said, well, you got to check two things. Is it alignment with, you know, we, this was a spiritual context, which I believe is hundred percent of the time, but just so everybody hears this. I said, if what you're doing is an alignment with God's will, and your motive is right, then you're on the right track. Yeah. Right. Uh, but motive, drive, right? If those things are right and it's an alignment with, with 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 God's will, or you know, then then you're on the right path. Uh and so when when somebody who's who's very successful and they're they're not achieving a level of success in a certain area, those are two great questions to ask yourself. What's my motive behind this? And I think what creates a fixed mindset is our motive is probably not to look bad rather than 
to have the most people win. Yeah. To Eduardo, you said that well, and, and Eduardo referenced that in where our propensity is to prove instead of improve. And yes. I really appreciate that, to prove. Yeah, isn't that good? To prove rather than improve. Man, and I, I relate to that in some a- aspects, some areas I realize I'm, especially if I'm a little insecure, you know, I'm concerned about how I come off that I am. Whereas another, again, another area, I may not be as much. This isn't just a cover all of everything, but some areas I am more prone to prove instead of improve. Uh, I do want to bring up something and ask you, Tom, you made me think about it with, oh, you said pushback, you, you know, getting feedback and maybe getting pushback. So I'm going to talk about Randy because he and I have been business partners for a long time. And we kind of joke that I tend to be able to take any idea and man, oh, I'm, I'm just the gas, you know, ah, we could do this. We did, let's do this. Let's go for it. And he would be the brakes. That sounds bad. Like I'm positive and he's negative, but I'm, I'm, I tend to think, you know, right off the bat, let's just go. And let's just say that's a good, that's a good skill set I have, a good propensity that I have. He likewise has a good one to go, okay, okay, but wait a minute. Let's, let's look at this and, and question this. Cause I'm interested in that in regards to when we talk about this growth mindset, the personality styles, personality propensities that we're going to have people. And instead of making this a growth mindset or a fixed mindset too, we can also have some that are more prone to looking at the possibilities and some that are more prone to looking at the, you know, at the cautions. We need that. We need both that and honoring that. So if I, let's say I'm an entrepreneur out there and I've got a business, but man, I, I am kind of security focused. I'm not, I don't think of myself as a big risk taker. It's harder for me to look at the possibilities and adopt this whole growth mindset. Could I not, can I not also look at that and go, okay, I need to be different or, or whatever. Couldn't I also say, or how about if I just partner with hire whatever, somebody like a Tom Ziegler, I'm not, I'm using as an example, not just to promote that though, go to Ziegler.com and you can have Tom coach you maybe if it's, it's, if it's a good fit, but that would be the point somewhat. Say I need somebody who is more growth mindset oriented, which should be pretty much every coach. I would think that's a growth mindset oriented position to be in. I'm coming to you to help me see the possibilities. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to do everything that you know you say, and I'm going to be cautious and it's my responsibility outside, but I mean, may need to talk with somebody who is more of a growth minded. I, I am, but I can also be so free reigned. And if I'm not, if I am free too free reigned, I can get myself into trouble on that side. Point being that if this growth mindset, even going back to the 10 X is you find that you go, gosh, I hear that. It's just, man, I struggle with that. I don't know if we need to all look at that and go, I've got to become something different, but you may need to harness that. So I'm going to come and pair with somebody, a coach, a friend, a partner, or whatever, get some counsel on somebody who is more growth mindset and take that and then come here and discern what I think would be best and most prudent and whatnot. You get my point there. I think that sometimes we, we can get caught too in this feeling because Randy sometimes I think feels that way. Like, ah, he struggles with all this 10 X and growth mindset stuff. I think it's, does he need to be different or he really appreciates partnering with me Yeah, and utilizing that for me and I need him. Yeah. Well, I like his, you know, he takes the Hippocratic oath very seriously, you know, first cause no harm. (laughs) Fair enough. He's a doc. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Which honestly, I, you know, I, I avoid doctors that don't take that oath very seriously. That's uh, yeah. I don't want, I don't want the big risk taker. Like, ah, let's just try that. Yeah, Give me a knife. Man. We've never, <laughs> we've never done this before. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I'm not yeah. the guy to try that stuff on. Uh, so it's always great to be a possibility thinker and is a possible, and I'm a possibility thinker and I know you are in as possibility thinkers. What we want is, realize that not all the possibilities are optimum. (laughs) And what do we want? We want the optimum possibilities. So the more we can get, you know, different, uh, as long as the values and the end goal is in alignment with who you're asking, right? Like, you know, that that they've got solid values and their motive. I love the word motive. Their motive is the best for you. Uh, If they're coming at it from a different angle, I really weigh, I weigh heavily on that, right? I like that input. Um, 
And then sometimes you got to go, you, you got to go out there and take that, you know, what your gut's telling you, even though some people are like, yeah, I'm not so sure you should do that. So maybe you do it in a, in a, in a little bit different rollout, right? You test it and you see yeah. what kind of result you get and, and, and you do that. Um, yeah. I just think it's interesting in the whole fixed mindset versus growth mindset is we have so much possibility and potential in every area of our life. And the reason we don't experience it in every area of our life is because we have a belief in some of those areas that, yeah, that's just not who I am. It's just a belief that says, I tried that and it didn't work well. I got embarrassed. Uh, you know, it's like yesterday in the meeting, we had, uh, uh, we had a guy talking about the great game of business and he was talking about like simple business accounting. And I turned to the guy next to me, he was an accountant. And I said, yeah, I, I took one year of accounting in college one semester and the professor was very generous. He, he said, I'll give you a C if you promise never to take accounting again. <laughs> yeah. That's now, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't actually say that, but that's the way I settled it in my mind. And so I've got a fixed mindset about that, but I'm also very intuitive about numbers that's, that don't feel right. And so what okay. I have, it, what I have is this belief that I'm not good at it or, yeah. but also have like an innate sense of what's right and wrong. So I need to change that belief that says, Hey, I'm as good as I need to be in it. And if I need to be better in it, I could go learn that too. But now I'm at a point in my life where I, I don't have to invest the time in that. I, I can invest the time in people who have the relationship to know it because I know the basics. That and that's what I wanted to hit right there, Tom, because you said uh, a belief in that's that's not who I, that's not who I am. Okay, I had a meeting last week with a uh, with uh, with a coach actually, JV Crum. Uh, his uh, he's the founder of uh, the Conscious Millionaire. You can find him at consciousmillionaire.com. So I did a forty five minute talk with him, and he asked me. It was mainly around this one question. He says, "Okay, what what are your?" I, he wasn't even asking me what the goals are, but you've got some goals, right, Kevin? He was talking about business for the most part, but wherever you get you got some goals. Yeah, I, I do. Okay, to look at that, here's a question I want you to ask: Who must you become in order to achieve that? Who must you become in order? to achieve that. Okay. I had a couple of answers to that and I'm not going to go into to all my own personal answers to that. But one of them was around the area of managing my team better. So to produce this podcast and to deal with my book, whatever, I've got a, a good team of people involved. Okay. So they need to be managed better. I do not want to become, I'm not a good manager naturally. And Tom, I don't want to become one. I just don't. I don't want to, I don't want to, to do that, but then I got to do something. If the team needs that, who must I become? So what I have done, what I've been doing and this was a confirmation is who must I become? Must I become a good manager? Well, I'm going to become the kind of guy who partners with somebody who's a good manager. That's who I'm going to become. I'm going to become the kind of guy who decides to make that investment, which I have. It's actually my brother, Jared on Gaza. He is my business manager now. And, and he does that. He manages the team. He, matter of fact, he asked me, we had a, a, somebody on the team and he mentioned that uh, managing them better. And I said, I don't do that's what you, that's what you're here for. I don't want to manage them better. And he's clarified that. He says, no, I, I got it. He says, you're, you're, you're totally right. I just keep wanting to put it out there because I, feel like we tend to discount ourselves because we think I'm not that, or we know we don't even want to become that. I'm not an accountant. I don't want to be an accountant. You're right. I am the kind of guy though, who hires an accountant. So that's what I must become as opposed to that. And as entrepreneurs, especially, you know, that, that we often think we have to wear every hat. We get ourselves in trouble and take ourselves out of the place where we shine back to Patrick Lencioni. I want to be in my working genius. So I've gone to workinggenius.com. I've taken the $25 profile. Everybody out there hearing that, you can too. We did it. If you want to look at the show I did with Patrick Lencioni, but I want to be in my working genius. And then do I become the things I'm not? Sometimes we need to do that. Relationally, sometimes I need to become a kind of guy who does listen. 
I need to become the kind of guy who is compassionate. I'm not going to, I don't, I can't delegate those. Be kind of fun though. Every once in a while, wouldn't it? Like a pitch hitter, you know, <laughs> we, we need compassionate dad. Okay, dude, come over here. You got a pitch hit for me. That'd be fun. But in our business, we can do that. Give me your thoughts on that, Tom. Yeah, I think there's a balance there. Um, and it has to do with level of importance. Like, um, okay. And so there's some key metrics. So you need to understand the issue enough around what are the key metrics. So let's just say uh, your, your ideal role in the podcast world is to work with the work with who you're interviewing to produce the mm -hmm. greatest interview possible. And then once, once you hit done on that, you turn it over and the team executes. Yes. Right. That's, that's your, that's your role. And in fact, uh, a lot of times your ideal is you'll pick a name or you'll find a name. Wow. They'd be great. You even turn that over, right. To somebody who's going to go hunt them down, set up that first yeah. conversation. Right. Uh, you might write the personal note and all that stuff. And so all you've got to have is a great manager who you trust and then a key metric uh, agreement on a key metric that says, this is what a great in show looks like. Right. You know, it gets delivered by this day. It, here are the quality standards of the editing or whatever that needs to go into it. Here are the uh, people or groups or, or whatever that we're willing to have as advertisers that we're not willing to have as advertisers, <clears throat> you know, whatever those things are. And then you just let them run. And then, and then every, and then you have either yourself or somebody else uh, report back on the key metrics. Yeah. Right. And that's how you can um, have this growth mindset of somebody can take this further and better than I can, but it needs to fall in line with the mission. And so here are the key metrics that, that will allow the mission to happen and so I'm going to trust them. And then the standard is going to be these key metrics. Uh, it's kind of like what Dave Ramsey says in investing. He says, never invest in something you don't understand. Yeah. So you're finding that key partner who's advising you, but then you're taking enough time to understand what that investment is. Once you understand it and you've got the right partner, you've got key metrics. This is what should be happening every month or every quarter, every year, as far as this goes. And you just let them run. You, you let them do their job. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to come, actually, I'm going to, I want to anchor this show with something that you brought up that is a key part of this growth mindset. Key part of Eduardo's book, Performance Paradox is learning. Okay. I come back to this over and over, Tom, again, for myself and for all of us, that it is so, I, I'm going to pose, you tell me what you think, Tom, that it's, more prevalent than ever in this information age where we are overwhelmed with content. We have no end to the amount of knowledge. We can listen to self-help and business development and whatever podcasts uh, forever, literally 24 hours a day. You can listen to a new one nonstop. There's that many out. You could do that right now if none were produced. And yet like me, we're producing them constantly. You can listen to this stuff constantly. Uh, Tom, you can have somebody, let me put it in this way. You could have somebody as a, a coaching client come to you and work with you and you give them counsel. They say, I, Tom, I got it. I wrote notes. Here it is understood. And they could come back to you every week for 10 years saying, I got it understood until they do something with it. They have not learned it. I remember having uh, David Meltzer on the show and he says, we so often, you know, come back to the same things and, 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 uh, over and over and over the same issues. And we haven't learned them. We didn't get the lesson. It's not a lesson unless you learn something and you change something. And I'm saying that, and I, and I've testified to that when I wrote my book, I was so honestly impressed with how much knowledge I was able to pull up and put in that book for examples of this and stories of this and things that related and research and whatever. And yet was also very aware during that time of, Oh my gosh, that knowledge is in there. I've done nothing with it. So I'm putting this in here as a messenger. This is what will help align your drive, your what and your why. And yet, man, I have not, what have I changed? to do that better. So this aspect of learning, 
And I think as a culture, we think that if we heard it, if we heard it on a podcast, we learned it. No, you, you heard it. You now have knowledge. That's the start. Until you do something with it, you have not learned it. And I think we all struggle. I know I do with that, it, you know, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. If I can hear stuff all day long and remain in a fixed mindset until I question and audit and look at myself, gosh, what am I going to do with this to get these results? What am I going to change? What's a habit to go to, you know, atomic habits and change? What's a habit I can change or what's an action I can take? Until I do that, I have not learned that. And I, I think we just need, it's, it's a service to all of us to realize that what we hear, everything everybody's heard on this podcast right here and any podcast I've done, that was, not, you gained some knowledge. Nothing changed though, until you have gone into learning mode. And you said, Tom, a minute ago, and what brought this up is believing that you are somebody that can learn. Everybody listening to this now believes they're somebody who exposes themselves to new knowledge. So you, everybody gets credit here, including me, for exposing ourselves to new knowledge. I meet with Tom Ziegler and I expose myself to new knowledge. I had Eduardo Brincino, Brincino on the show and expose myself to, to more knowledge. I did not learn unless I do something with that. Do I believe I'm the type of person that can learn? Or, or would you say it this way, Tom? I believe I'm the kind of person who takes action on what I hear so that I actually learn something. Yeah, the the learning, gosh, it was just all kinds of uh, just just from this business conference with Howard Partridge. Uh, Santiago was one of his key people was teaching this learning thing. And so as leaders, if we have people on our team, how do we say, hey, you go do that, right? What's the what's the proper way of doing that? Uh, I'll just give you an example. We. We, we remodeled our house and um, there was some, we put a new stove in, had to change the gas line a little bit and everything looked great. And then a few days later, no more hot water in the hot water heater. So what happened? Well, when they shut the gas off to put the stove hookup in and then they turned it back on, it blew out the pilot, the pilot light went out in the hot water heater, right? So luckily not a, not a big deal other than it costs several hundred dollars to troubleshoot the problem, which, yeah. which they found in 12 seconds. So what does that tell me? It tells me that the person was not taught and didn't learn the proper procedure to do that. And so is, and so let's talk about learning. And so this is a, this is a great way as an individual, how do I know if I've learned something and if I'm leading people and I'm trying to teach them something, how do I know if they've learned it? So let's just say there's something that you want to teach to somebody in your business. First thing is you write a procedure detailing each step of this is how you do it. And then you hand it to them and then you walk them through it and you tell them, what they're reading. So you tell them and then you show them and you go do it. You, you, you hands on, you do it. And then, then you watch them, you watch them do it. And so there's the key right there. That's what you were talking about, Kevin, is that implementation. You can, you can, we can read that, you know, from a self-help perspective, we can read the procedure manual, you know, we can tell, our, our, our spouse, Hey, look, I just read this. Uh, we can, uh, we can watch somebody else do it, but until we go and do it, <laughs> mm -hmm. we haven't really learned it, but there's another higher level. And this is, you know, this is what, uh, experts, experts are the ones, uh, who are teaching it. But if the expert hasn't written the procedure, they weren't told how to do it. They didn't watch somebody knows how to do it and they didn't do it themselves. Are they really an expert? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's where the learning comes in. So in a, in a, you know, just tying this into the growth mindset, if, and, and so the, the punchline of coach leadership and in our program there is we, we tell our people that we thrive in disruption. Why? 
because we are a growing and learning organization. Our strength is our ability to learn and our ability to grow. And that is a mindset. And so the whole first part of what we teach is the mindset of thriving in disruption. And it's based on a growth mindset because without a growth mindset, we start thinking uh, about what brought us in the past to where we are, which is great if all we keep having is the same problems we've always had. But that's not the way disruption works. Disruption is disruption because a new set of problems comes in. And the only way to overcome them isn't to only use what we've applied and learned in the past. We have to grow and learn something new to overcome this new set of problems. And so coach leader, any leadership depends on a growth mindset. You're, what you just said there reminded me, and I think this came up with what Eduardo in the first show that we did with him of, of innovation of the need, uh, you know, especially if we're talking about business, but I would say that even relationships look at every area to have a growth mindset means innovating. We're at a place now. I think as you were talking, I was just reminded Tom of we're in a place now where it feels again, we're so inundated with so many offerings, so many duplications of products and services and messages and, and whatnot, that none of us can be the only anymore. None of us can be the best, but we can look at ways to innovate. I mean, that's a age old story of, you know, IBM back in the day that they said, no, this is what we do. This is what we're good at. This is, this is it. And they stayed there. They didn't innovate and they got very you know overwhelmed by people coming in to innovate that this is a call for us all to innovate. And again, I'm going to bring that back that innovation is, we want to say everybody should be that. We also need people who maintain and who administrate and who maximize and execute and whatever, and not that not everybody is going to be super talented or super predispositioned for innovation. That's what you get a coach for or work with somebody else with or partner with on the innovation. But that feels like that's a, again, even if that you can be, you might, you might be the company, the person, do I need to become the person who innovates or do I need to become the type of person who partners with hires, get somebody who helps us innovate either way. You can achieve that. You can take an action uh, on that, but it needs to be done. It feels like a key part of the growth mindset is innovation. And my gosh, man, going back to where we started at the top of the show for Ziegler, that is where your dad, Zig Ziegler, uh, began a legacy of helping us innovate, in essence, the belief in ourselves and what we can do and how we can. I, I've always felt that when I described your dad, Zig Ziglar, I said, man, it's a guy uh, and, and who you're carrying legacy on today, Tom, of you guys are people who believe, often believe more about others than they believe about themselves. That's to me, that's a, that's a primary legacy of Ziegler is Ziegler believes even more for you. They believe more about you than you do about yourself. And which is, man, that's the, uh, that's the drug. Uh, yeah. There's no better one than that. Isn't it? Ziggler. There's a new tagline for Ziggler, the drug we all need, something like that. Can we do that? Is that kosher? I don't know if that fits with the, uh, the ethos, but uh, man, not That's a better cool. one out there. It is brother. All right, man, man. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for what you do today with Ziggler, with your own life, with our friendship to uh, you help me with a growth mindset and uh, you guys touch the world, with the growth mindset. And thank you. Thanks for doing this with me. It's always a huge gift. Well, we're blessed, blessed to have you the greatest podcast host in all the land. Kevin I will Miller. accept that. Kevin with Miller, the right greatest there. podcast host in all the land. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us as we all work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive so we can wake up every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired life. Uh, again, the catalyst for this series on growth mindset, Eduardo Briseño, author of The Performance Paradox, Turning the Power of Mindset into Action. You can find him at bricen.com. And with me today, Tom Ziegler, CEO of Ziegler. 
Uh, you can find him at Ziggler.com. We talked a lot about coaching in this. Uh, there is no better organization for getting coaching and for training coaches than Ziggler. So check out Ziggler.com. You can go there and, and check in with Tom and with all the offerings there. And if you appreciate this podcast, want to share it with others, give us a rating, please, on Spotify and a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on YouTube and all the social media, Kevin Miller CO, and find clips or watch the whole show if you want to on YouTube. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, what drives you on Amazon. And until next time, stay driven. Yeah.